everybody. Welcome to Love Living Life with Marla Williams on Lift Your Spirits Radio. I'm so excited today to introduce my guest. This is a long-term friend who I adore, who's actually worked with me with some of my energy training. But what's so amazing about Sue Trace is she's a nurse by training, and she has been helping others her entire career in one way or another. She has been a nurse. She has trained nurses. She has recruited nurses. But more recently, she's moved into the coaching realm where she's not only really valuable to those nurses that are experiencing burnout and stress who won't ask for help because they're used to being givers, not takers. Uh, But she's also moved into the corporate world, helping coach uh, burned out, exhausted executives But her niche, her little gift in there is that she is highly trained in ADHD and ADD. She not only has had individuals in her family and people that she's helped personally with overcoming diagnosis of ADHD, but she is trained as a certified coach in that. And so her gift to a lot of these nurses and these corporate executives and these techie people that are often ADHD. ADHD and don't even know it is helping them learn how to overcome those tendencies as well as overcome stress and burnout and then get strategy in place to be able to move forward collaboratively as a team. She's an amazing coach. I'm thrilled to have her not only as a friend, but a colleague and on the show today. Welcome to the show, Sue Trace. Thank you so much, Marla. I'm so excited to be here with you. It's going to be so much fun. It is. There's so much to talk about. We're, I I actually feel like we're not even going to have enough time because we could talk all day. Yes, it's so true. We've always <laughs> been able to do that, right? <laughs> we have, we have. So, and Sue Trace is a person who I think has gone through, you've gone through a ton of stress in your own life. When I first became friends with Sue, I, it's been a lot of years now when we first met through, uh, was it, I, we might even met at a Husky football game, but originally, I'm not sure. We originally did. And then we met again on, on Orcas Island um, with several of your group that, you know, we, we kind of just kept meeting up with. Yeah. Yeah. And San Juan Island. Yeah. Yeah. And so over the years I kept running into her and I kept seeing the stress in her. Right. And yeah. I go, Sue, stop and breathe. And at that time she was working as a recruiter. It was a very demanding job with the demanding boss. And it was overwhelming. I said, you've just got to take time out. When she finally did that, I worked with her. And when she finally did that and took time for herself, she realized, oh my God, this is how I can help people. Cause you were a nurse by training and you knew about helping people, but you're one of those ones, just like every other nurse where you don't always ask for help. You yeah. just kind of keep pushing through it. And so when we met, I got you to slow down and breathe and get present in the moment in life. And yeah. you have taken off since then and built a successful business and have been trained and certified in so many modalities that are so helpful to people with whether they're ADHD, whether they're a corporate executive or leader, whether they're in the nursing field or nursing leader, it doesn't matter. Sue now has the skills, the knowledge and ability to help any of you. It's, it's, it's been a joy to watch you move from a stressed world yourself into more of a calm world where you live in a calm place. Now you take care of yourself and are able to give more to the people as a result. Yeah. Marla, I just have to say meeting you was a true gift in my life. Um, 
And, and I, and I was exactly what, as you just described, I was stressed. Um, I was also probably burnt out and didn't even realize it. Um, and I was just caught up in this, have to constantly be doing and, and moving forward and, and meeting all these demands. And I wasn't able to take a breath for me. And I will distinctly remember you reached out to me. I have full body chills right now. Just remembering <laughs> back on this, Marla, um, when you reach out to me, you said, Sue, let's meet up for coffee. And I'm, and, and I'm just like, yeah, no, man. And, and you, but you kept, we kept running into each other and you kept persisting. And Marla, it was, it really meeting you and working with you changed my life around. Um, yeah. It was really the gift of recognizing that it, it to, to just pause in life and yeah. stop and reassess and where am I? And, um, and then, and then just working with you and then recognizing that this is how I can go out and change my life, change my career trajectory and, and really follow a passion, which was always to make a meaningful difference in other people's lives. Yeah. Coaching has, is doing that for me and for those that I work with. And um, so thank you. You, you're, you're welcome. And, and as here's, what's funny is how I saw you, I kept seeing you being burned out and you weren't really realizing it at the time. Cause it was just the way life was. And I kept seeing it and seeing it. And that's why I kept going, well, it's just me for coffee. Um, but in reality, now that's what you do. You see that now in people because you've been there and that was my personal story. I was burned out. I was stressed and that's why I got to where I am. And so, because that's our story it makes us so much more qualified to help the people that we see that are stressed and burned out. And, you know, you have found your niche based on your life story. I found my niche on my life story. They're different, but there's a lot of commonalities across our, our two worlds, which we're going to get into today, which is really exciting. But let's start talking about um, your experience with the ADHD and, and we'll move into kind of talking about some of the other things we have in common in our coaching world. But let's start with that, just because you have personal experience with it. You want to explain that for a moment? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a 26-year-old daughter now who um, we had quite the journey um, in her elementary years and really didn't get her quite diagnosed until about fifth grade um, with inattentive ADHD and then the journey of taking her through the school systems and trying to figure out accommodations and, and everything that went along with that. And, um, and actually remembering the day that the school psychologist, when she was in fourth grade, pulled us in after spending eight out of the nine months trying to observe her and test her, trying to figure out what was really going on with Julia, and basically told us, based on her IQ, Julia will, we wouldn't expect her to be anything more than a C or a D student. And so we don't have anything that we can offer her. Um, and I will never, I, I will never forget that day. And, and Julia today is in graduate school working on her master's in social work because we were able to take that step, take the reins, be the advocate that we needed to be, to be able to get her the accommodations that she needed and then empower her to be able to advocate for herself. Then along that journey, realized my husband, when the school psychiatrist <laughs> leaned across the table one day at him and said, you know, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. <laughs> and he's in his fifties saying, what are you talking about? And then going through what happens when you have late diagnosis, ADHD, 
and the whole stories that you've been telling yourself and then how you have to rewrite your entire life story, right? Yeah. And then the impacts of that. And then in addition to all of that, we had taken in at, two, at different times, two different, two at-risk teens, um, both 12 going on to 13 um, and had quite the journey in diagnoses with them with ADHD, reactive attachment disorder, fetal alcohol effects, um, OCD, um, sensory processing, cognitive processing delays, and all the coexisting conditions that can go along with ADHD without really knowing it. So yes, I have a personal passion and journey um, to make a difference with those that are either struggling to not to, to work with their ADHD and or not even yet diagnosed and wondering what's wrong with me? What's, yeah. what's not working in life? Um, because so many of the clients that come in will come in and feel broken. Yes, yes. Um, feel broken because their entire childhood, all they were, all, the only thing that was ever focused on them was what they weren't doing well. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the labels um, that they would go through and the bullying that they would experience. And if you have the inattentive ADHD, it's that you're lazy. You know, you're not, you're not motivated. What are you doing? You know, why can't you just be like everybody else? Or if you have the hyperactivity, the impulsivity and behavior, and where you're a disruptive child and, and all of the, you know, growing up as a child with those labels, th th then all they focus on for themselves is what I don't do well. Yeah. And, and the beauty of being able to work with um, individuals with that is to inspire hope, yeah. right? to change the narrative, to focus, it's more strength-based coaching. Let's, all your life, you've only focused on what you haven't done well. So let's focus on what your strengths really are. What's, what are your core values? What's meaningful to you? And be able to change that mindset of everything that I've never done well. Oh, I actually do have talents. I actually do have strengths. And it's quieting all those voices that um, have just plagued them um, yeah. and, and letting go of shame and guilt, um, yeah. anger, frustration, all that self-doubt um, and, and really being able to help, help them get unstuck mm -hmm. in their own thoughts, in their own lives, um, find careers that actually align with who they are, what their natural talents are, and empower them to be able to be an advocate for themselves in their academic and workplace settings. And that's what I love about what you do is you're taking a group of people and the, the group of ADHD people, the numbers of people being diagnosed, is just growing and growing rapidly. It's such a need in this world. And what I love is you're not looking at them as broken. You're looking at them as, um, with opportunity of what they can do to find themselves, to, to look at the world a different way, to find their gifts and to be able to take off. And I know that you are making a major difference in so many lives. And when you make a difference in the life of somebody with ADHD, you're not just impacting them, you're impacting their entire family, their, all their friends, their entire network of people, because they start to change and believe in themselves and find themselves and find their gifts. And I just, 
I mean, it just makes my heart so full. Just listening to you talk about this and knowing you can help from young children all the way to through adults. I mean, your own husband, right? Your own daughter, these at-risk kids that you change their lives. There's just so much potential out there if you're given the right tools and you're set up with the right person. So moms, dads, if you're listening to this show, Sue Trace is a game changer. If you have children that have been diagnosed or yourself with ADHD, she is a person you want her name, you want it on your list, and you want to consider her as a coach to help you and your family get on top of this and help your child, be an advocate for your child and help your child find their way in the world. Sue, you're a gift to the world. And I'm so glad I kept seeing you and kept stopping you so that you could slow down enough to realize that those were your strengths and those were your gifts that you had to give to the world because you were caught up in a different world. And now you've taken what you've learned and now you apply it to these families. So I love you. I love what you've done. I love that you've been persistent with it and that you truly care about these people. Oh, Marla, thank you so much. It just warms my heart. (laughs) Just warms my heart to hear you say that. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, it is really, um, sometimes I have a loss of words, just thinking about the transformative um, transformations that one can, one can benefit from coaching Um, and being able to really be able to turn their thought process around, right. Turn their thoughts Mm -hmm. around, recognize that, you know, they can actually quiet their minds and, and move from uh, all of those limiting beliefs to really be able to become empowered find their voice how many people have i helped just find their voice to be able to advocate for themselves so when my son was young he had some one of my sons um he had a problem with he kept getting ear infections and they kept saying oh we'll put him on antibiotics but it didn't take care of it and so we knew there was something wrong and we go to ear nose throat and all that type of thing the problem is when a child whether it's ears or ADHD or whatever is when they're constantly going to doctors and trying to find solutions, they feel broken. Yeah. And they're kind of being told they're broken. And in many different ways, I have to see a doctor. I have to do this. We finally found a solution. It was actually a little bone out of place. (laughs) And we went to a cranial chiropractor. He adjusted them and the ear infections went away. And, but most people don't know that they don't think that way. They think traditional medicine, traditional solutions, go to the doctor, try to figure out how to help my ADHD child or get them diagnosed, put them on meds. Well, meds aren't going to heal them. Meds are just covering it up. What you do are teaching, giving them the tools and the information and the skills to be able to manage how they react to the world, understand why they do what they do help them quiet that voice, which is what I do in my coaching too. Um, and yeah. help them find their way, you know, and it's so true when you talk about going to doctors after doctors, trying to figure out what's, what is going on. And especially women that have the inattentive ADHD, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many women are primarily first diagnosed with anxiety or depression. And yeah. that's what they're treated for, for years. Before yes. ever finding the actual root of what's going on, it's being treated for symptoms without really being able to understand that there's the underlying 
for so many of them was that they were struggling with inattentive ADHD because they're quieter and they kind mm. of fall through the cracks more, right? Mm. And um, and that and it, it is so um, for them all of the shame and the guilt that they've carried along, thinking that well I'm just depressed or I anxiety. What's wrong with me? I am broken, right? Yeah. And so it's inspiring it's, again. It's inspiring the hope and. With ADHD coaching, the, the beauty of that is that you're really wearing a few different hats. You're an educator in the sense of being able to really educate someone on how does ADHD show up for me in my life? And the interesting thing about ADHD, Marla, is no two people are alike. Every mm-hmm. single person with ADHD is unique. And it's unique in how it shows up for them, whether they have other coexisting conditions or not. And then it's the strategies of, I, I can't, I have procrastinate or I just can't get myself organized and I'm forgetting things all the time. I'm always late. I, I, I lose track of time. Sometimes I get so engrossed in something and I don't even know how much time has gone by. So it's also being able to help with strategies and tools to be able to manage some of how the ADHD shows up for them. And then it's really, um, in the self-esteem and self-confidence empowerment. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I love that in regards to understanding, you know, so many people go, oh, my brain, I'm losing my brain. I'm, I'm not able to do things. And when you're under a lot of stress and you're anxious and that type of thing, that's, that slows down your ability to respond as well. You know, everybody talks about being queens of multitasking or, you know, great at multi multitasking's actually makes you less efficient. But when people are living in that world, in that stress world, and that anxiety, that even makes their ADHD worse, I would think, or, yeah. you know, how, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? I have no idea, but all I know is I've worked with the stress in and the anxiety in with people. And I realize how that affects them. And just that you have personally experienced this, you've changed so many lives and you understand it so well. You are truly a gift for the world. And this is a perfect time for us to come to our, our first break. Okay. And we'll be back and talk about more. But moms, you know, tune in, tell your friends that have kids with ADHD to tune into this one and listen to this one because I think it's going to be a great gift to many of you out there. And and I'm going to just mention your website before we go to break. It's I think it's suetracecoaching.com. Just tracecoaching.com. Tracecoaching.com. And so that's T-R-A-C-E coaching.com. Put write that one down and check it out. So thank you for listening to Love Living Life with Marla Williams on Lift Your Spirits Radio. Stay tuned and we'll be right back with more. Are you feeling stressed, anxious, overwhelmed, or exhausted? In our world today, our mental fitness is more important than ever. Imagine if, by engaging in two-minute exercises just three times a day, you could calm your mind and increase your energy. If you're a nurse, teacher, parent, or struggling with ADHD, I invite you to explore how an eight-week mental fitness program can benefit you in finding inner peace and joy. Visit tracecoaching.com to learn more. 
Lift your spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You'll receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Calling all architects, builders, homeowners, real estate professionals, or eco-conscious people. We invite you to the Northwest Green Building Slam at Seattle Town Hall, October 29th, 5 to 10 p.m. With tickets available for in-person or live streaming. The Slam is a Northwest Eco Building Guild showcase featuring a series of innovative and compelling stories of green building in the Pacific Northwest, designed to inspire and engage. This year's event features the crowd favorite Slam style inspiration with 10 speakers for 10 minutes with 10 slides each. Award-winning green builder Martha Rose will set the mood with a look back at some of the Northwest's progressive green building mentors. We expect this to be a sold-out event, so don't delay getting your tickets at northwestgreen.org forward slash ticketing. That's northwestgreen.org forward slash ticketing. Hope to see you there. Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150. Okay, welcome back and thank you for listening. As many of you know, I'm interviewing Sue Trace of tracecoaching.com and this is Marla Williams on Love Living Life and Lift Your Spirits Radio. I love this conversation because there's so many people suffering from ADD, ADHD, and even executives. I coach a lot of executives and people who have a difficult time focusing and staying tuned into things. So let's talk about that and your experience with some of the executives that tend to suffer from, you know, some people say I'm just aging and my brain doesn't work as well. Yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? And, um, you know, the other aspect too of uh, uh, that, uh, that leaders and execs with ADHD can experience is really more of this imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. of you know not wanting to be found out mm -hmm. um, it's like they're they're the, either they know they have ADHD and they're afraid to even bring that into the conversation and and voice that um, or they don't yet know they have ADHD and they work differently and they think differently and um, and if they're leading a team of people how are they showing up and how are they, how are they really managing what they're struggling with, with their ADHD and how many of them hide behind it? Yeah. And I can really see because as a leader, you want to come across as knowing, confident, be able to feel like you can really make a difference in, in how you're leading people. But if underlying that, because as a kid, if you grew up with ADHD and had that diagnosis and you feel that hesitancy, that lack of confidence, that imposter syndrome. I get a lot of imposter syndrome leaders who yeah. just feel like, you know, I'm not sure I fit in. They're so much smarter than me. And I'm trying to put anyway, it's been really, really interesting to see And imposter syndrome. I don't even think those words were around, you know, 10 years ago. 
I'm yeah. hearing it more and more now as a coach, people coming to me with that. Um, so yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of that, you know, a lot of dealing with that imposter syndrome is these automatic thoughts that you carry around of not feeling good enough, yeah. not being enough, yeah. not knowing if you, if you are smart enough, or if you have enough tools or coming into out of conversations and going, Oh, I should have said something differently. I should have done that differently and constantly beating yourself up. Mm -hmm. And so many, so many leaders that I work with, especially those with ADHD are constantly beating themselves up right. because that's, that's all they've known. And coming in from childhood on again, people always focused on what they didn't do well. And so that's what they themselves focus on. And here they are in a leadership role and being looked at to be able to guide and to lead. And how are you showing up and struggling with that and not really. And, and, and you see how that in itself can increase inner anxiety and inner conflict within yourself. And Absolutely. at the end of the day, how exhausted are you? By having gone through that, all, all of that, those steps and not really being able to have a, a way of being able to manage that and rise above it. Yeah. And, and here's what's sad about that is a lot of that started at childhood. Yes. You know, a lot of these people may have had ADHD and their parents may have said, oh, you're just not smart enough or you're not quick enough or you're not this. And so this little, that voice in your head that you're talking about, uh, is that lower left brain, that subconscious, unconscious is kind of ingrained inside of you based on what you heard, experienced and saw growing up. And Susan and I both work on this intensely is helping people realize that yeah. quieting that voice, learning to turn and face the other direction is critical um, and building, rebuilding the confidence because a lot of these people have natural leadership skills. It's just that voice that holds them back. It is that voice and all of those, those thoughts, those negative thoughts that aren't serving you that are living in that left side of your region of your brain, they throw you into this fight or flight mode, right? Mm -hmm. And they produce stress and anxiety and the self-doubt and the anger and the blame and the shame or the guilt and just overall frustration. Yeah. And, um, and there's a lot of new research that has come out. Um, out of Stanford, actually, um, mm -hmm. and and I know you're familiar with this too, Marla, is with the positive intelligence, mm -hmm. and it's really identifying the actual core underlying um, functionings of the brain, if you will, of how to, how we as humans are so hardwired to always go to the negative yeah. and to negatively be hard on ourselves, and how to start to notice that and be able to shift to the region of our brain that calms our thoughts, yeah. that actually gives us more clarity in our thinking and more opens up our centers to empathy and compassion. And that goes to self-empathy and self-compassion and not right. being so hard on ourselves and being able to quiet some of those voices that are beating us up all the time. And by the way, the most universal voice of all is this judge voice judge. we all have. <laughs> and, and I like to call him our master brain bully that just really wreaks havoc on us. And, and as leaders, whether we're in a leadership role or in any role in life, 
this judge has three heads. I like to call them heads. And it depends <laughs> on which one it's going to rear up at any time. The judge of self is the one that just beats you up all the time. Like, oh my gosh, I should have done this. I should have done that. I'm not good enough. What if I'm found out? I mean, I, I, it creates all your self-doubt. And then there's the judge of others, which really keeps your voice quiet in the sense of you're already pre-assuming how someone else is going to react or what someone else is going to think before you even enter into the conversation. And that can keep you small. And if you have ADHD, so much of your life, people have judged you or you have felt judged by others. So again, that judge of other voice can be loud and strong. Yeah. The and judge is the number one saboteur. And yeah. it is loud and you hear it all the time, whether it's self-judging or uh, the words that you heard when you were growing up, when you were being judged, or even today, how you feel when you say something and the executives, other executives or, or coworkers looking, and then you feel stupid. So then you're back to judging yourself. It's a vicious circle. It is. Yeah. And then there's the judge of circumstances where we play that what if mm -hmm. game. Right. Mm -hmm. All that future based worrying. Well, if I do this, what if that happens? Well, if I say this, then what are they going to think? And we're all caught up. We're so caught up in future based anxiety thinking. And at the end of the how is that really serving us? Right. Right. And every single person, no matter how much work you've done on yourself and how great you are and how great I am, how great you are. And because we've done a lot of self-work to kind of get ourselves, we still, that judge shows up in our lives and we oh, have yeah. to learn to quiet. We have to learn the tools to keep that judge from taking over. Like, oh my gosh, that didn't work well, Marla, you know? And so you start self-judging yourself and it's like, ah, stop that. Don't do that. There's right. so many others. There's other, I think there's 10 saboteurs beyond the judge. Yeah. Um, and this positive intelligence that you're talking about, you can actually take this little test and find out what your top saboteurs are, what besides judge, which we all have, you know, are you a controller? Are you a pleaser? What are you? I've been trained in this. Sue is certified in this. It's an amazing program out of Stanford that has just been very helpful in both of our careers as coaches. Um, and, and it's all about mental fitness. Yeah. You know, yeah. we all, you know, I mean, we talk about physical fitness all the time and, you know, keeping ourselves with self-care and getting out and walking and exercising and all of that. And then it's, well, what about mental fitness for mm -hmm. our own brains? Right. And, and they've really been able to show that there's three different muscles. The first muscle is really being able to recognize these voices in our head and whether it's the judge or whether it's a, you're a pleaser. Right. Yeah. And you're not able to self set healthy boundaries. And by the way, so many people with ADHD are pleasers because they spent their life trying to please others. Or you're a stickler, which is really more caught up in the realm of perfectionism. And again, if you have ADHD, you're afraid to turn anything out unless it's perfect. All of that can keep you stuck. Right. Yeah. And yeah. really affect your personal well being and your career and your uh, and professional well-being and so it's learning how to really intercept those voices and then be able to really um be able to really build up your energy reserves and build up your ability to um access that the right side of your brain which is yeah. in positive intelligence is known as your sage and yes. that's 
the region of your brain that can handle challenges that you're enduring on a daily basis in a much more um, positive way. Um, yes. Rather than reacting, something bad has happened and, and it can throw you into this fight, flight, flees reactionary mode, being able to notice that, then being able to pause, pause and shift to open yourself up to being able to respond more proactively and with greater calm, curiosity, and, and really be able to um, have, have that empathy and compassion for others and a better sense of calm. And it yeah. calms that chaotic mind and the yes. thoughts that are going through your mind. So that describes my life extremely well, where I used to live more by that voice in my head. And it pushed my, pushed me really hard where I was always stressed and getting stress related diseases. And so my whole program, the reason I did the training with positive intelligence is because that ties right in with how I think and what I do. My thing is the being zone, which is like being the sage, learning to pause. The art of happiness is in the pause. The art of success is in the pause. Everything is about the pause. And in our fast paced world, it is hard for people to pause. I don't have time, they say. I can't slow down. I said, just take five minutes, stop and breathe do a few sage or being zone exercises and calm your system and you will be twice as productive as not pausing, right? Absolutely. And you're so right. Everyone is like, I don't have time. Whether mm -hmm. you're a leader, whether you are a nurse working in the hospital setting, I don't have time to take, I don't have time to take a break. I don't have time <laughs> to do any of that. I just have to keep on pushing, 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 pushing right? Mm -hmm. Which you call the doing, right? Just running into yes. always doing. And interesting, you know, there's some research that has come out of Microsoft's human lab study, um, their center, and they actually hooked uh, different participants up to these um, brainwave um, machines. And they did an experiment on the value of taking micro breaks throughout your day versus not. Mm -hmm. And they actually found that the participants who did not take breaks throughout their day had higher levels of stress, higher levels of negativity and exhaustion. And when your brain's experiencing that higher level of stress, it's harder to stay focused and engaged and your productivity actually goes down. Mm -hmm. Whereas the participants who took these micro breaks throughout their day their brain waves showed that the brain was more relaxed. It was less stressed, which equates to having more energy throughout your day. And most importantly, at the end of your day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what I want to emphasize here, and I didn't know about that study, so I love that you shared it, but it, it relates to a lot of what I know from personal experience, as well as what I teach, just breathing on your way down the hall, deep breaths to reboot your system. Did you know that if you take a deep breath in through your nose and a big sigh, it reboots your autonomic nervous system. Just doing yeah. that. How long did that take? Third, not even a second, right? right? A second. Um, but then breathing in and out through your nose and not using your mouth actually helps your, um, your, uh, what's the word? It, it calms your system. 
It calms, it calms your system. system. And think yeah. about think about busy execs running into meeting after meeting mm-hmm. after meeting, mm-hmm. right? And and if you're running into a meeting and you didn't just take a quick mindful, what was yeah. that? Not even a second breath, a pause. Yes. You're carrying all that stress that you just had from the last meeting into the next meeting. Mm-hmm. And then what does that do to your ability to actually be present and listen? Yeah. You're still carrying all that extra stress that you had from before. Well, think of how that that just builds up meeting after meeting all throughout the day. And at the end of the day, you're so exhausted. How are you present to those that when you walk in the door at your home, you know, are you present? Are you able to actually engage or are you walking in so exhausted? You're just in reactionary Mm -hmm. mode and, and not there for them. Yeah. And the same thing with, uh, with healthcare, with nurses running into the next patient's room, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a, a quick mindfulness thing. In addition to taking a breath, it's taking that quick pause before running into that next patient's room, noticing the weight of the, your feet mm-hmm. on the floor. It's called two feet in a breath. And it comes from mindfulness uh, Northwest. And they did this whole program for healthcare workers, taking two feet, noticing the weight of your feet on the floor, taking a breath and then walking in. Yeah. It shifts you into that sage mode. You're calmer. You can actually listen more. You can yeah. engage and you're present. And I think a key behind that, that I teach that's really related to that is you're grounded by focusing on your feet and your feet on the floor, you're grounding your attention down where, when we're in that stress mode, we're up in our head. Yeah. And by taking that down, you actually become more in your body yes. and then you're able to listen. And, you know, I'm on the drive home from people when they go home from work and they're just going, going, going. And they're revisiting that whole thing in their day in their head and kind of figuring out, okay, what do I got to focus on tomorrow? Stop, you know, do that before you leave your desk. And on the way home, be a very um, in the present moment, notice everything around you. Don't get upset at traffic, but just notice. The more yeah. you go into that notice mode and being aware of things around you and being grateful that you had a great day and being grateful that you get to go home for your parents, because you're to your family, there's so many great studies up out there of just saying you're gratefuls or thinking you're gratefuls also calms your system, puts you into sage or the being zone, as I call it. And so this is just an amazing conversation, Sue. It's once more time for break. So mm-hmm. you're listening to Love Living Life with Marla Williams on Lift Your Spirits Radio. Don't go away. We'll return with more exciting conversation in just a moment. medical expenses increasing, but your health is not improving? True Health offers unique services where Kassara empowers clients with intuition, education, and proven resources. Better choices can be made when information is available. Now's the time to visit truehealth.com. That's T-R-U health.com and schedule your appointment to achieve your health goals. Your body will thank you. Do you feel stressed, exhausted, or burned out? Would you like to identify your unique warning signs and know what to do? Are you ready to learn how to calm your system and increase your energy so you are healthier, happier, and more productive? Learn from an expert. 
I transform my life from burnout to bliss, and you can too. Go to MarlaWilliams.net, click on Learn, and sign up for my Burnout Prevention Formula course and move from burnout to bliss in just six weeks or less. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love Living Life with Marla Williams on Lift Your Spirits Radio. This morning, we are discussing everything from ADHD to learning to quiet that voice in your head and all the saboteurs that show up in your system, in your body, in your mind, as well as um, the impact of stress in the world today. I, I We're going to kind of move into that because there's some, our world has changed dramatically Maybe starting with 9-11, we had a big reality shake, and then we had the big pandemic and some craziness in politics and all the things going on in the world that throw all of us into stress and anxiety and fear. And actually, the more we watch that stuff, the more we tune into the news and the craziness around us. We all want to be informed, but it also drains our system and exhausts us. And Sue, you talked about something called Bonnie. Bonnie. I pronounce that Banny, but it, 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 it's Bonnie, an acronym. Bonnie, I don't know how you, yeah, however uh, you want to pronounce it. It is, it's really describes the kind of world we're living in today. Mm-hmm. And whether whoever you are, I mean, if you just think about what we have all, endured over these last few years you know when when the pandemic hit and shut down and the disruption in our lives and and then with being shut down what did we all do we just had the news on all the time right what's going on and then and just and all of that without even knowing knowing all of that the the news the um the radio, the radio, the change in all of a sudden I'm working remotely from home and I've got kids and they're, they're also doing their studies at, you know, remotely. And how is this all working out? And it led a lot of us into even more burnout than what we even could have ever expected yeah. and it increased our internal um, levels of stress without even recognizing that, you know, I think you can come become, it's like stress can become even invisible, right? Yeah. You hear one more negative thing that's happened and it's almost like you become numb to it. Mm-hmm. And this, this concept of this Bonnie world is that we've become brittle. Mm-hmm. We've become anxious. Mm-hmm. If you're living in this non-linear world, we can't quite make sense of it. And yeah. it's incomprehensible. Yeah. No, it's, and yeah. it has been, it's been unbelievable what we've gone through. And, you know, we've survived, every, well, many of us, we've gotten through this. 
Um, but it's been difficult on our psyche, on our well-being, on our happiness. Yeah. And and one way that we can help ourselves to really navigate this chaotic and stressful period of time that we've all come through, and we're still in a, a in a very fluid state of where we're heading, what's happening, whether you are, you know, look at what's happening with the teachers um, and the disruption in their, everything that's happened in their field and their profession, the disruption in healthcare and all of what they're now dealing with, with staff shortages and, and, and so many different things within healthcare, whether you're a leader, whether you're a mom at home and Mm -hmm. Or you're a female professional who had to actually step back from her career to be able to take care of your kids at home and to help them navigate their studies. And now the question is, can you re-enter the workforce? Or so no matter who you are, it is how how are we showing up? You know, yeah. and there's a core element of inner leadership that we all have, no matter what role we're in in life. It's our core. Um, inner leadership role that how can we access that to to show up proactively in the world and how can we navigate through the chaos and the stress and it's being shown that so this brittleness that we're all feeling can be overcome by developing resilience and the mindfulness that when we, if we think about taking these pauses throughout our day and taking these mindful moments, that can help reduce the anxiety that we're all feeling about our present and our future days. And, and I got to say, though, I'm going to stop you right there for a minute, because one of the hardest things for a person to do that's highly stressed and pushing through the world and trying to survive is to stop and pause and to be mindful. I know because it took me a lot of years to figure out how to do it. And that's my expertise now. And I know you know a lot about it, but learning to just stop and breathe is the first step. And that part's easy because you can do it in a second. And then there's little things you can build in all the time. So I'm going to let you continue, but I just want everybody to know that we realize because Sue's been through a stressful world and stressful life. That's when I got her to kind of turn her life around. And I was through that. So we all realize that all of you struggle with being able to because you're so busy and overwhelmed with all that you need to deal with it is hard to stop and even take that breath and even take that pause and yeah. even begin to take care of yourself which is critical so i'm going to go back to you sue but sorry for the interruption i just want people to know that we're rare how hard it is but it is possible and we're both living proof of it you know and it is possible and i hear so many people say i don't have time to take a break mm-hmm. and i can't shut my mind off I just can't shut my mind off. It just continually is going. And this mindful pause that we're talking about is whether you stop and take a breath or whether you could just activate one of your five senses, right? Just feeling the weight of your butt on the chair is a mindful pause, right? Mm -hmm. Just rubbing your palms together in your hands, you're activating your sense of touch, that's a mindful pause. And that actually rubbing your hands together actually increases your energy. Everybody stop for a minute, unless you're driving, don't do this. But yeah. if you're listening to the radio station and you're not driving, unless you're at a stop sign, sit and rub your hands together. Feel how your body starts to vibrate a little bit. You're increasing the energy in your body and becoming more aware of touch, which everybody needs touch. Yes. Yes. Okay. 
And just doing that can reset your brain and reset your energy level Mm -hmm. to give you more energy for the next thing you're going to go do. Right. Mm -hmm. And even when you're taking, if you're drinking a cup of tea, you know, rather than just swallowing it down and swallowing it down because you're in a rush to have this tea is actually savor the floral notes, the, you know, what your, you know, whatever flavor of tea you're drinking, which activates your sense of taste. Yeah. That's as easy as mindful pauses can be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone tries to make it more overcomplicated. Yes. Um, mindfulness. I don't have time for mindfulness. Actually, yeah. you do. You and do. it's just knowing that even just gazing out the window, if you have a window in your office and getting off the computer screen and just changing your view, changing your your sight or getting up and just walking around your office just for a moment, right? Yeah. It can be, it's very simple when we realize, oh, this is really all I need to do. And I can do this. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I love this conversation because a big piece of how I get people into the sage or the being zone or into that literally level of consciousness is just those little tiny things. And if you do enough of them, like that study said, you will end up being calmer overall. What I tell my clients is just taking five minutes in the morning to start your day out right can make a difference between a good day and a bad day. And my clients now that do this and realize this, they tell me, Marla, it totally makes a difference between a good day and a bad day. And thank you for introducing me. I can't get up now without doing it because I know I'll set myself up for struggle during the day by not getting into the zone or into the calm before I start. So at a fixed mindset, there's less voice in your head when you're calm because you're in your body. You're in, you're not just in your head. Yeah. And there's another There's another measure, which is just taking a moment periodically throughout your day and asking yourself, where am I? Mm -hmm. Where am I right now? I love that. This is known as conscious leadership. It's really taking a moment at any time throughout your day and asking that question. And some of, you know, conscious leadership can also, Brene Brown um, refers to it as courageous leadership. Others might call it more authentic leadership. But it's really an inner way of being that we all, no matter what role we're in, in life, if we can just take a moment throughout the day and say, okay, where am I? And with conscious leadership, they say, just draw a line, just draw a straight line. And are you below that line or are you above that line? And mm-hmm. what does that mean? Well, as human beings, we're all hardwired to go to the negative. I mean, mm-hmm. that research mm-hmm. has shown. Mm-hmm. And below the line if we're below the line we're in this racing mode right just doing 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 and we can really be more um, engaged in frustration and we're in a place of fear or worry or anxiety or blame or who caused this problem now what's how's this going to affect me right all of that can throw us so swiftly below the line and we enter into this reactionary mode where we might say or do something that we really didn't mean to say, but it came out. Yes. Whereas we can notice, and again, this goes back to noticing what's triggering us, what could potentially lead us right below that line and pause and shift ourselves into that place of calm, we rise above the line. 
Yeah. And it doesn't, I want to make a point with that because I do that type of work all the time and it doesn't matter how dreadful the life looks in front of you or the, the, the opportunity that you personally might be facing your company. It doesn't matter. You can still rise above the line by stopping and pausing, asking where I'm at and asking what you want, focusing and directing your mind to what I do want. When you focus to the positive, there's another good book out there, Conversations Worth Having, that really talks about where you focus. And so when you turn and look in that direction of what you do want and rise above, it's it's magic. My company that I helped uh, was in for my entire corporate career, the leader of that company thought that way and was always above the line. And even when we hit our hardest times, we rarely dip very far. We come back up again. Um, but as with ADHD, with with trying to be the best we can, trying to prove ourselves, trying to make the most of our lives, that draws us down below the line, right? Yeah, I, I love this stuff. I, it's just game changing, whether you're a leader in a company or a leader in your home, mom, if mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, right? Right. And, and if your child has just said or done something that's just totally triggered you, just noticing it and pausing mm-hmm. to keep yourself above the line so that you can react more proactively and more positively um, versus, rah, you know, running into yeah. all of that. And yeah. There's a lot of also research that shows when we talk about taking these mindful breaks is that taking these mindful pauses throughout your day keeps you above the line. Mm -hmm. It builds your resilience Mm -hmm. so that as you're going through your day, I mean, we all know as we go through our day, challenges come up, right? Yes. Somebody might say something to us that just really didn't land well, or now all of a sudden your boss comes in and says, okay, we got to do this. We got to totally shift. And here's the next thing you're going to work on. And, and it's you know, due today. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Um, no matter who you are, no matter what role you're in, we all have these challenges that spike all throughout our day. Yeah. And the more we can build up our with this mental fitness, the more we can build up our level of, of resilience to be able to, by taking these mindful breaks throughout your day, it actually allows you to stay above that line. Yeah. Yeah. And that's big. Cause if you think about it, a lot of us, what was role model to us, and this is just the time we grew up in, you know, if you grew up in the fifties or the sixties or the seventies or whatever year, a lot of times parents would, if you did something that they didn't like, they might yell at you and then you'd feel small and you go below the line. So think of yourself as a parent or a leader of a company. If you pick on somebody or find what they're doing wrong, that's going to take them below the line. What can you do and what can you say that will keep them at a different level and maybe bring them above the line? It's like, oh yeah, we all learn from our mistakes. Let's focus on what we do want. You change the whole atmosphere, the whole culture of an organization, of a family, of a situation. As a teacher, this is critical. As a nurse, this is critical. As a doc, you know, any profession you're in, focusing and staying focused on what you do want and mental fitness and this mindfulness is big. It's, it's critical. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And, um, And I just had a thought that I wanted to, when you were just talking, um, when we're able to stay above the line, Mm -hmm. 
guess what else that does? Oh, I know what I was going to mention to you, what you were just saying is how many, how many of the times do people focus on what people do not do well? Yeah. As leaders, are we focusing on what our employees have not done well, Mm -hmm. or are we actually being able to just to be able to shift that and focus on what they have done well, what they are doing well. And when we can focus and same thing with students, right? Mm -hmm. The more we focus and give and give feedback based on what someone is doing well, the more that builds their resilience, their Mm -hmm. self-confidence, their self-esteem. And as in teams and work, it increases employee engagement. Yeah. And this kind of reminds me back when in the seventies, when Tom Peters was big and management by walking around, going and finding what people are doing, right? That's what we built into our company. And we had a a game-changing culture because we believed in our people and we found what they were doing right. And we recognized constantly every day I was going out and patting people on the back as well as the president of the company. And so really, and as a parent, this works as a teacher, this works as a as a nurse, this works, you know, a person's going to be more wanting to heal and work on their own self-improvement and, and healing when you're giving them kudos for making that first step or the kudos for, you know, learning how to eat again or whatever the case might be. I, I hate that this hour is coming to an end because seriously, as everyone can probably tell, I'm going to have to have Sue back because we could talk on and on for hours and we have, we get together and have lunch and then three hours later we go oh my gosh we're late to our next whatever and so sue i've got to tell you it was an extreme i'm so glad i thought of calling you and bringing you onto the show because you like me we have so many common beliefs and you're a game changer you know we're game we're people in this world that are out there to help people that want help and nobody's broken. We're gonna just going to help you find your gifts. We're going to help you find your path, find your way. So you can find Sue at tracecoaching.com and you can find me at marlawilliams.net. And we both would love to be and help any and all of you. I thank you for being there. If you've got ADHD, Sue's definitely your go-to. Any of the other things, you could come to either of us. Or if you're a nurse, Sue's probably your person, but um, please don't just sit around and wait and try to do it yourself. That's what we did for many, many years. And when we learned what we have learned, our lives change and now we change others' lives. So again, thank you for being here today. Thank you, Sue. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much, Marla. And it's just inspiring to know that how much we can bring back and instill hope and joy and gratitude into everyone's yeah. lives. Yeah. And that is big. Thank you so much for love living life with Marla Williams on lift your spirits radio. Join me next month um, to see what I'm talking about, who my guest is then, but thank you for being here. Sue trace trace uh, coaching.com. See everybody next month.